0: My name is Owen Walsh, and this is the Brussels Beer City Podcast. Each week, a fascinating Brussels resident invites me, your host, to their favourite Brussels bar, where, over a drink or two, we talk about the importance of the bar to our guests, their relationship to Brussels, what they love, what they hate, and why they couldn't live anywhere else. My guest on today's episode is Reina Kiambote, press spokesperson for brussels secretary of state for urbanism pascal smet and co-host of the Aya talks podcast on a cold wet spring day over a drink and a shrimp sandwich we talked about how a sandwich shop transforms into an afrobeat enclave why she skipped town from antwerp and landed in brussels and why she started her own podcast to give voice to underrepresented women in the belgian media quick note for context this episode was recorded before the COVID 19 lockdown in brussels and before the global anti-racist movement that has emerged in the wake of the murder of George Floyd. Ren, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Um, Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. Uh, First question we always ask, where are we?
1: We are at Au Suisse, better known as Swiss Room or Apero Mardi. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a a cafe slash uh, dining place. You can grab lunch here. As many of many of people who uh, work here in the neighborhood, who work at the courts just across, mm-hmm. um, they come eat lunch here. But what what's funny is that this place actually is a sort of you know, dancing cafe on Tuesdays mm-hmm. and on Fridays.
0: Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't look as. T- I mean, to look at it now, I'm, I'm struggling to imagine how it turns. In. So, what kind of a dance cafe? What kind of a vibe is it on those nights?
1: Yeah, and that's so typical for Brussels that it's just. It has these places where you just think, "Wow, is this actually happening? Is this really?" You know amongst us and this place actually how does it transform well lighting and the music of course so now the music is a little bit poppy but um, the the charm of those apero, <laughs> apero things is that the music is very urban okay yeah you know Uh, I don't like really the term urban because it's just Afrobeats and whatnot, but it's really popular Afrobeats music, Mm -hmm. so kind of mainstream. And the people that come here are totally different than the people that you see here right now. So those people that I talked about who work in court... Those are not the people who will come here (laughs) on a Tuesday night. Well, maybe some who see the ambiance, especially in the summer when the terrace is open, the music is blasting from the speakers and you can hear it from, uh, well, not miles away, but a few meters away. Um, So that's why I love this place because the owner actually has made it that he can have both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's just so typical of our of our generation as well to have boats. the story is always end end, not um, if or this and that. you don't have to choose
0: yeah it's an, it's an interesting point, point. and I wonder then, are more and more places like this where because traditionally I think Brussels sees itself sometimes as a bit of a segregated city. you have different parts of the population, both exactly. rich and poor living in different parts of the city, but also different minorities living in different parts of the city, too. Do you see that places like this or like initiatives like you're talking about changing? Is there, is there more things like that happening?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I know this other place that's at um, Zaterdagplein, Place de Midi. It's Mm -hmm. called Café Béguin, and it's also this kind of vibe, you know, uh, during the day is just normal restoration, and then at night you have bands playing there. So it's really that, I think, I don't know if it's because of economical, Mm -hmm. um, um, not Belize, but, you know, because the economy in the... um, restorations that's it's hard work you know you have to be in business for at least three years to really have some or what um, gain out of it mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know I think people are just open to anything these days and it doesn't matter where it is or how you you dress it because mm-hmm. honestly this is not a club and it looks. You know, it has red walls, white walls, and then couches who are like this fake um, what's the style called?
0: Well, it's sort of a Swiss chalet kind of a style. Yeah,
1: exactly. So that's why it's called a Swiss room, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It doesn't matter as long as the vibe is there. Mm -hmm.
0: And when you're not hanging out here on Tuesdays and Fridays, where do you like to (laughs) hang out in Brussels? I'm not here on Fridays.
1: (laughs) Uh, Where am I? Mostly, now that I started my new job, I'm at home. (laughs) Because I need to relax and get my mind straight and not talk to people, Mm because I talk a lot for a living. Um, At home, or with friends, or what kind of places do I at a restaurant, I like to mm-hmm. discover new restaurants. Um, so where, or,
0: where uh, have you been recently? That sort of
1: I've interested been, you. Yeah, it's hmm You know it.
0: I the name rings a bell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a Vietnamese fusion with something else. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what else? Do I, yeah, I want to try Afro Asian because okay. I'm really curious about that mixture of foods.
0: Um, So you talked about your new job. Maybe we can talk a little bit about you and your Brussels backstory. So tell me a bit about yourself.
1: So I was born in Antwerp. I grew Mm -hmm. up in Antwerp. I did everything in Antwerp. And then, thank God, I had an internship (laughs) in Brussels. And that was my way out, actually. Well, Mm. way out. It's not that Antwerp was so bad. But, you know, when you've grown up in a place and you've only seen that place your mindset is is just the same. It's well it's not the same as when you were five years old or twenty-five years old, but being here in this city with all these different kinds of cultures has elevated me in in such a way that I'm I feel like I'm I'm a better person. Um yeah, I'm just a better person and I'm open to much more than when I was in Antwerp, you know.
0: Um, for listeners who are not from Belgium, um, people from Antwerp or the city of Antwerp has a strong... Um, people from Antwerp are proud of the city, I would say. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but people say we have a, a... how We have a... What's it called? In Flemish, we say a digeneck.
0: Yeah. So a we're thick like, neck,
1: yeah, we're brass ho-
0: neck. I think is maybe how we would uh, translate it.
1: Yeah, we're Hotain and we are full of ourselves. And honestly, I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> but being in Brussels, you just see that Antwerp is just a little provincial little city. Um, but it's really, it's a, it's a good city. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's one it is one of the best cities in Belgium, but then again, Belgium is not that big, so there's not much to compare and then Brussels is the capital. Mm-hmm. it's the entry of all that is European institutions so yeah, so you have a lot of influences here, and i that's why I love Brussels so much
0: yeah, so you said you got an internship working at the V r t is that right
1: yeah I did and so that's, then the,
0: that's the Flemish national broadcaster radio TV everything. exactly
1: it's the BBC in mm-hmm. Belgium, but not as big and <laughs> and also only in Flemish, which yeah. is only one of the <laughs> of the languages in Belgium, but yeah, I started my internship there, did it for three months, and then I started working there for a year mm-hmm. and then I just. Moved around in different uh, redactions, TV redactions, because I did TV. Uh, I restarted working in Antwerp, well restarted, I started working in Antwerp for ATV, Mm -hmm. which is a local uh, TV station, and then I simultaneously started working at Bruss, Mm -hmm. which is the local or regional uh, TV here in Brussels, and that I did for two years and a half, and now I'm working in politics, which is the total opposite, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the mortal enemy of my colleagues now, yeah. Um, but it's cool, you know, it's that's what I mean. In Brussels it's just everything is yeah, it passes and p- yeah, opportunities mm-hmm. come along and I'm I'm glad where I am right now.
0: So Pascal Smet, you work for Pascal Smet now, I he's do. the minister for urbanism.
1: He is. Um, State's well yeah, state secretary.
0: State secretary. Um, what attracted you to move from one side of the media line to the other?
1: I think being in media or growing up, I always wanted to, I know this sounds so cliche, but help just contribute to the world um, and make it a better place. And I feel with where I am now and in the party that I'm in. you know, the people that I'm surrounded with, I can help directly and really make an impact um, or help others mm-hmm. uh, make an impact for the better of Brussels and maybe even other countries or cities that we have agreements with.
0: Yeah. So in your day-to-day work, you're working in his spokesman's office, his press yeah.
1: office now. I can't even pinpoint it like that. It's just every day there are little things that get in the way of what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm just a whole day being busy at a million things at a time. Which is funny because when I was working in journalism, you are super busy, but you just work on one thing. You're working on your report. You're working... Um, and having an interview with someone and yeah. now it's just I have to manage all these different things You know, I have to see that my boss gets the info on time, I have to call people from the administration mm-hmm. so they get me the info and then I'm working on press releases, <laughs> blah blah blah, it's just everything at the same time
0: and that's not the only thing you do, because I understand you also have a podcast yourself.
1: I do, which I'm really, really um, slacking in. But <laughs> I do have a podcast with my friend Tracy. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, What's that podcast about then?
1: Honestly, that podcast is just so conceited. We just talk about ourselves and our lives. and But the reaction that we had from people is that this was so needed, so much needed, because people don't hear stories that resemble them mm-hmm. often or, and certainly not in mainstream media. And People always tell me, or girls mostly, oh my God, I felt like I was talking to you face-to-face mm-hmm. and I wanted to react, but I knew you guys couldn't hear me. It's just like we're having coffee or drinking wine mm-hmm. uh, on your couches. And that is what we wanted to... Well not even intentionally, but that is the message that we want to give to people. Just be yourself and let let 's talk to each other let 's motivate each other let 's um, inspire each other mm-hmm. let 's inform each other yeah
0: and you 're saying you feel like that sort of voice is a little bit missing in the media at the moment
1: yeah well that 's just the narrative that is that 's been going on for the past twenty years, I think mm-hmm. you know representation. Um, diversity, whatnot, and there there are changes, yeah. but I wish they were a little bit faster.
0: Yeah. Um, so you moved from Antwerp to Brussels. I did. And you stuck around. I did. Well, which is no, not something that everybody does. What
1: Especially not from Antwerp. <laughs>
0: um, what keeps you in Brussels? What makes you excited to live here?
1: I think the opportunities... Uh, The opportunities, the work opportunities, the people, the new friends that I made. Mm Because to be honest, in the beginning, I didn't have that much friends that I can just send impromptu (laughs) messages like, oh, let's go grab a wine or whatever after work. So now I have that. And I don't know, I just... I like, I like the fact that I have Uber. You know, it's just the small <laughs> things in life. <laughs> it frustrates me every time that I'm in Antwerp that I can't even pay by card when I take a taxi. Mm. That just minor things like that. Um, yeah. And also very cliche, just the diversity of people that you meet here. People from around the world. So that is, that's fun.
0: So if that's the, if that's the fun things, um, Brussels can be a hard place to live sometimes. What gets you most frustrated about living in the city? Like, if you were if you were thinking about changing something, what would it be?
1: I think I would make the multi linguistic thing much um, yeah much more present. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that French is a dominant uh, well French and English a little bit is a dominant language here. Can be sometimes a barrier. Although yeah. people that come here don't mind that they have to speak French everywhere that they go, but I just wish that you know English as well would be, you know, <laughs> out, really out there, and yeah. that people who are um, French natives would speak English as well.
0: Yeah, you're trilingual, presumably. I mean, you speak yeah. all three.
1: Well, quadrilingual.
0: What's the fourth one? Lingala. Uh huh. Okay.
1: Yeah one of the Congolese yeah. languages.
0: Do you travel back to Congo? Do you get a chance to use your Lingala very often?
1: I do when I get the chance. Uh, I haven't had the chance for a very long time, but recently I went back. Uh, that was in July. Mm-hmm. And so this year I'm going, back, well, I'm going back with my mom for almost a month. Uh, so I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. And yeah,
0: Cool. Um you know, you're obviously you're from Antwerp, you live in Brussels. If you were to live somewhere else, where would you like to go?
1: That's a tough one. That is really a tough one. I feel like since I'm so many well, I'm not gonna say I have different personalities because people think I'm crazy. <laughs> But my mood changes from time to time. I definitely want to live in a country that is warm. Yes. Or in a city that is warm. I I dislike this weather so much. Now it's started to rain. I don't even have an umbrella. So these kind of things I don't like. I don't <laughs> like the cold. So in a warm country, um, preferably outside of Europe. Mm-hmm. Since I've lived in Europe for uh, my whole life. Maybe a country in Africa. Maybe Ghana because I went there Mm -hmm. um, in December. And honestly, I went to Accra and it was just such a refreshment to go in an African city that I felt safe. Yeah. Um, And I didn't feel like a stranger. Yeah. Maybe I would go there.
0: Cool. Where can, so where can people find your podcast, for example?
1: Okay can I make some you can. Work? here's the
0: opportunity to make a plug where, yeah. can people, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing
1: okay so uh, Yaya Talks is available on all platforms so Spotify iTunes podcast app whatnot SoundCloud and yeah our episodes are usually approximately 30 minutes so it's not that long and Tracy and I are hella funny even if I do say so myself we really we are I don't know if you listen, but we are.
0: I will from now on. <laughs>
1: um,
0: before we let you go, um, something we do with all of our guests on the show is a quick rapid-fire round of questions. A what? Okay. Rapid-fire, quick-fire. Okay. All right? Okay. Nothing hard,
1: Okay. but, but just... I will
0: ask you something, and you just tell me the first answer that comes into your head. And they're oh, all Brussels-related, wow, just... so don't worry. It's not, <laughs> it's not a test. All I right? hope
1: it's not a quiz, because.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go? Yes. Cool. Favorite Brussels neighborhood?
1: Sanchez, well, yeah, commune. My neighborhood in Sanchez, <laughs> it's <Sure>. small. <laughs>
0: uh, Place du Chatelain or Place du de mm, Chatelain. Favorite Brussels restaurant? Restaurant. Mm-hmm. She,
1: mm, bu, 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 bu,
0: First thing that comes into your head? Yeah, Café <laughs> Uh Stump or Mussels?
1: <laughs> Stump, <laughs> I don't like Mussels.
0: Favorite Brussels celebrity?
1: I instantly thought of my boss, but it's not my (laughs) favorite (laughs) Brussels celebrity. Smooth. (laughs) will get
0: you brownie points in the office. Uh, Jacques Brel or Zwanger He? Zwanger Truffles or pralines?
1: Ooh, truffles.
0: And uh, pills or khus?
1: Oh, khus, yeah.
0: Good. All right, Ren, thank you very much. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: No, thank you for having me. This was fun.
0: And that's all for today's episode of the Brussels Beer City podcast. Thanks again to my wonderful guest, to all my listeners, and a special shout out as usual to the excellent illustrators I've worked with on this season of the Brussels Beer City podcast. Julian Kremer, a.k.a. Crump, for the podcast logo, and to Helinda de for this season's wonderful episode artwork. Check them out on Instagram. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. And if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do consider leaving a rating and a review. If you want to get in touch, you can email me at owen at beercity.brussels, or you can find out more information about me and the podcast at podcast. But until the next time, thanks for listening.